want you guys to just declare with me how good God is. Um, this morning, he just gave me a vision of his people just declaring who he is. Um, we come in and ask him to do certain things in prayer. I already know our prayer partners have been praying all week this morning, but I just felt like God just wants us to declare who he is over and over and over again. And I just heard, make a way for me. So I just envision him coming through as we're making a way for him as we declare who God is. So just join me, church. God, we just thank you for who you are, God. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are a loving God. You are not just loving, you are love, God. You are peace, God. You are faithful, God. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You are worthy. You are holy. Church, say he is worthy. He is holy. We worship you, God. You are worthy, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, because we don't have to ask you to come. You are already here. You are a good, good Father. You have heard our prayers. You have made yourself known in this church, Father God. We ask you to move, Father. We ask you to move because that is who you are. You move every circumstance, every situation, Father, for your good. And we love you, Father. You are worthy of our praises, church. Praise him. He is worthy of our praise. You are holy. You are worthy, Father. Holy and worthy is your name. You are King of kings, Lord of lords, Alpha and Omega. You are I am. You are I am. You are I am. You are worthy. You are holy, Father. We thank you for who you are, God. Worship him, church. Praise him.
wonderful Jesus and you are mighty and you are faithful and you never lost a battle Jesus
awesome king who is commander of all the armies of heaven. And he fights for us. We need to let go of those distractions of anxiety, pain, hurt, things that this world has caused us. And maybe, maybe we cause some of it ourselves. But just let go. It's a new day.
worship with the instruments for a minute right now. Come on, begin to call heaven down right now. Begin to call heaven down right now. Come on, you want a victory. There's a battle that needs to be fought. Oh, and it starts with your mouth. It starts with your worship.
in this place right now. He is here. There are some here who are shackled right now. He says, I'm breaking those shackles off of you. There are walls that some of you have put up. He says, those walls are coming down. Some of you are heavy laden with burdens. And he says, I am lifting those burdens. But you know what? You have to receive it. You have to meet your father and say, yes, God, I trust you. I believe you. These words are not just hype words. These words are not just to get us jumping and shouting. You believe your heavenly father you receive what he has given you he says when his praises go up his glory comes down do you want the glory of god in your life then you send forth your praises you open up your mouth and you give your god what he is due. he says i am your father i am you need hope i am hope i am help you need help i am so whatever it is that you stand in
There was a call out. Someone had a word. I stayed back. I got a job due. Where is she? I know she sits on this side. She just read that reading. She called men out to request the fire. The spiritual leaders of the home. The pastors of the home. We're being called out, men. We have ladies that are on fire. We have youth that are on fire. We have youth, young men on fire with leadership all over them. They are calling in the wind like a rushing wind out of Acts chapter 2. There was a rushing wind when everyone was in accord. And I think we got everyone in accord this morning. There was a rushing wind and a filling of the Holy Spirit. And there was a fire that dropped. And it was seen as cloven tongues on top of each one of their heads. And out of that came a denying man who denied Christ. You don't think you can do it? You don't think you can take the power of the Holy Spirit and use it? There was this man. His name was Peter. And he denied my Christ three times. And he got filled with the Holy Ghost, walked out, preached the first sermon under the Spirit, and 3,000 were saved. If you don't think you can do it, 
He can do it. You can do it. It's time for the spirit to fall in this place. It's time to gain the stop. It's time for us men to open our arms and say, fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Holy Ghost, fall right now like it's never fell in Destiny Church. Fall on each man in here. And fall on each young man in here. Let the Holy Spirit reign in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
you knew the stories of the people in this room, if you knew what they went through to be here and celebrate our Lord the way they celebrate, if you knew everybody, if you knew the stories over here where we got young men and women praying over men, if you knew the stories, if you knew the chains that are being broken off right now, generational things being changed right now, oh, holy is your name. So many, so many stories, so many stories, so much goodness, so much goodness. Holy is your name. 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 Oh, Lord. Oh, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving on us. We want to love on you, Jesus. Because you love on us all the time, even when we don't feel it. We just want to love on you, Jesus. Fill this room. Thank you, Jesus. Saturate us, Lord. Come on. Saturate my brother right now. Oh, here's your name. Oh, here's your name. Oh, here's your name. there and think all that stuff come on sit there and think everything he's ever done in your life because you got here on a reason on a cause he brought you through a lot of stuff to get here now's the time to thank him for that now this time now's the time to cry out to him to thank him so many come on holy Touch him, Jesus. Touch my brother. Oh, come on, Jesus. I sing. Can we get, can we sing that? our voices are beautiful you are glorious you are matchless in every way wonderful you 
Father. We worship you this morning. We lift you up in this house. Come on, Father. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in the house. And everybody said, amen. Come on, we can get louder than that. Let's give them a shout of praise in the house. Come on, let's lift them up one more time. Come on, we love you, Lord. Come on. Holy Get some water. We're just starting. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Say hello to somebody you ain't seen in a bit. Love y'all.
almost forgot we had to have service. I was talking to everybody. How y'all doing? All right, well, before we get started, like started, started, like we're, we're, we're still in the intros. Um, I would definitely like to invite up um, Ginger or one of our elders here. She wants to come up. Come on, everybody give it up for Ginger. <laughs> she wants to talk a little bit. Hey, good morning, everybody. I want to have my friends come up with me. This is the elders and trustees wives and they're going to help me celebrate some ladies today so i found out that it's pastors wives appreciation month and they definitely need to be recognized and celebrated so if i can have julie crystal nicole is nicole in here all right there she is rachel is Rachel in here? Dana? All right, yeah. I, got, I know it's Okay, and Rachel, whenever somebody sees Rachel, send her up here. Okay, 
All right, so um, I, when I started thinking about this and how we could recognize them, um, I asked uh, Sarah and Miss Donna to help me get a little gift together. So we have uh, some gifts that we want to give to you to, just to let you know that we appreciate you and thank you for all that you do. And the Lord just gave me a thought about when uh, Moses said that he was going to go up on the hill and as long as he was holding up the staff of the Lord, that the Israelites were winning in battle. And so his arms got tired. And so Aaron and her had to help hold up his arms. And I think about how these pastor's wives, uh, I'm going to try not to cry, help, help hold up their husband's arms. And they're not just holding up his arm, they're reaching back and they're grabbing their family and they're taking hold of them too. And they're looking down from that hill over all of us. And they're encouraging us and praying for us. So they have a great responsibility. And I just want them to know how much we appreciate them and thank them for all that they do. And so we want to look up to them and appreciate what they're doing for us and always pray for them. So I've asked Miss Irene to pray for us this morning because she has served as a pastor's wife. And who better to pray over them and know exactly what they need? It's been a minute since I've been a pastor's wife. And um, back in the 70s, when I started this ministry journey, my words of wisdom given to me were three things. Learn to play the piano, sing alto, and look good at conventions. And I told my husband, well, I guess two out of three isn't so bad, maybe. On a good hair day, maybe three out of three. But what I wasn't told was that there was this unknown list out there somewhere that the expectations of a pastor's wife. Do y'all know about that? Um, I, I can't find it. I was going to try to find it and give it to you today so you would know what those unwritten expectations are. Um, but, but they're not. They're not written and they're different everywhere. But the important thing is God's expectations of you. And I, that's what I want to pray for today. Now, I've never in my life read a prayer, but I'm going to do that this morning because I feel like I want to give it just how the Lord gave it to me. And it would be very easy to go down a bunny trail uh, because I have so much I could say about women in ministry. It's, it's a very dear, dear subject to my heart, but I want to pray. I admire you. Um, it's a 24-7 role that people don't understand. And as long as you know that people are never going to understand it, you're going to be all right. As long as you know that you are following God and that you're, you're following him and you trust in him. So let's pray. Lord, we come today to honor and bless these women who hold this special calling and place in your destiny house. Proverbs says a wise woman builds her house. So, Father, we pray your wisdom over each one of these ladies today that they will help build this house knowing you've given them the giftings that they need to accomplish this high calling, that they will keep their eyes fixed on you and walk boldly in that calling because they know you love them and will guide them, that they will be the tightest to example, that they will love their husbands and their children, and they will teach and train the younger women, Lord, that they not become entangled in expectations not of you, but, Lord, that they will love you with all their heart, with all their soul, and their mind, and their spirit, and their strength. Lord, because your love 
never fails. Let them walk in your love and let it shine through their lives in this house. Let them always trust you in their lives. Amen. Okay, and that's all. All right, go ahead and give the ladies one more hand of applause. Amen. Whew. All right, so this is the time in our service where we start to uh, get our hearts ready to give. Man, it's been an amazing service. I, I, I'm still like, whoa, you know, I'm, it's been really, really awesome. And I'm just so thankful to God that we get to come here today freely in this country, we get to come here freely and worship our God, our God and our King. Um, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so if you would do me a favor, you guys know I've been uh, getting you guys ready. <laughs> when we go to give, right, I've been telling you guys we're not just giving money. It's not just, okay, here you go, God, take my 20. No, it's, it's we're preparing our heart. Okay, so as I get ready to pray, when, when I tell you, you know, to lift your hand and stuff, uh, I want you to imagine yourself. You're going to close your eyes, and I want you to imagine yourself giving God your offering. Okay, whether you gave online, whether you texted to give, whether you're going to give up here, uh, all of it's good. But as we go to pray, I want you to imagine you giving God your offering by hand. Okay, whether you gave or not, it doesn't matter. You're going to give to God, okay? And so I want everybody to go ahead and close your eyes. I'm not going to ask you to stand up because I know a lot of you are tired. You're probably cramping. Uh, Lord, help them. <laughs> Lord, help them with potassium right now levels in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, God is so good. Go ahead and close your eyes. Father God, uh, uh, do me a favor, everybody. Raise your uh, right hand right now. Uh, Father God, I just thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this people, God. They are so awesome and, and great, God, and, and you love them so much. God, thank you that you've made them cheerful givers, Father God. I thank you for their lives, Lord. And now, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, Father, that you see all the families represented here today. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless their offering right now, Father. God, as they're walking to you right now, Father, as they're waking their way into the throne room right now, God, into the throne room, as they're making their way in, Father God, to present your offering, their offering, God, right now, Lord, I ask that you would bless them, God. Bless them. Right now, just start to imagine yourself giving God your offering. Father, bless them in Jesus' mighty name. God, bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we, we give you this offering. We give you of what we have, God. We give you cheerfully, God, with all of our hearts. We say we love you right now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said?
Amen, amen, amen. Hey, I love you guys. There's a couple different ways to give. The ushers be here in the front. Uh, we have an amazing message coming right up. Love you guys. Be right back. my turn <laughs> it's all his so I really don't care man this is so awesome uh, so awesome well hey good morning and uh, welcome to destiny uh, if you're new here welcome uh, this we're just starting so hang in there it's about about ready to get good if you thought the other stuff was good it's about ready to get good but I am DJ along with my wife Jules we get the honor to pastor here and man we just love our family come on we love you guys this is so good and uh Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to try to buzz through this stuff because this is uh, important stuff, but it's stuff that you can get anytime, and I just want you to know that. So if you're new here, fill out a Connect card. Let us know you came uh, so we can reach out to you and pray for you. If you want information about us, download our app. You can get the app, go online, get all the information. This is important right now because small groups just started up, and, man, we've been having an awesome time in small groups. Everybody been enjoying small groups so far? Come on. It has been powerful. It was a powerful week of small groups, so please get online. Sign up, sign up online and, and get involved in, in what we're doing. We're trying to gather and, and be a family. So that takes you showing up, uh, not on Sunday, but some other time so we can all hang out together and get to know you. Uh, that's what that is. So uh, we had an awesome time in uh, Next Steps this morning, our discipleship with Donna and Billy. Thank you guys so much. They talked about spiritual warfare with the family. And then next weekend is Hearing God with Miss Rhonda. So we're excited about that too. Um, so please look this is nine o'clock show up early nine o'clock it's it, this is discipleship this is giving you stuff that you need for your walk that we're not always going to talk about up here so it's really good stuff meet over in the annex um, so that's important we do that today I'm fired up about to take today is baptism Sunday come on so everything you see in here has just been building up for baptism uh, and I'm really excited because today uh, we had to go out and actually get uh, uh, borrow a smaller baptistry uh, because we have a couple individuals that we couldn't get into the other baptistry, which is amazing because they've been like, we want to get baptized, yeah. right? So, and I wanted to take them down to the creek or I wanted to take them to the pool, but that's all cold. Yeah. I'm a little bit a baby. Okay, so, uh, but we found a way, so I'm so excited that, that we have uh, two people that are guaranteed, but here's what I want you to know that are going to get baptized. I believe God's moving today. I believe there's some people that he's going to be speaking to today that you're like, you know what? I'm ready to get baptized. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do it again because I haven't done it in a long time. And the last time I did it, it didn't mean anything to me. It didn't mean anything to, 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 to my walk. It didn't mean anything to the people I was around. And today might be that day where you say, you know, I want to be brand new today. I want to walk out of here clean and ready to roll and let God use me in a mighty way. So if that's you, we have shorts, we have T-shirts, we have everything you need. 
So be praying about that throughout the service because today could be really powerful. We're going to baptize at the end of service, uh, and I'm just looking forward to it. So please be praying about that if that's you. Uh, we also have the Heart for the House coming up April 10th. I keep talking about that because I want you to be praying about what God wants you to do. This is, this is all for the house. It's for stewardship of the house. It's for what God wants to do in this house and what we're doing. It's, it's about accelerating the vision of our house because I know what God wants to do with this place, and we get to share that, and we get to move that, and there's so many little things that need to be taken care of. So I'll be praying about that. That's, that offering is going to be on the 10th of April. We'll talk more about it here in the near future. Um, one other big thing going on is Company of Believers. Uh, that's that's uh, Brother Bo, Mama Rachel, Company of Believers. Come on, we love them. On the 25th of this month, it's a Friday night, we have a worship night right here. We have Southgate family from Crestview, Florida. They're coming up to lead worship nights. So if you're on the worship team, be here. It's going to be powerful. It's for anybody, y'all. So I want to pack this place out on a worship night on a Friday night. And then on Saturday morning... Uh, Saturday, they're going to gather out at their property at Living Waters. We have a men's gathering, we have a women's gathering, and we have a youth gathering. Okay, it's going to be absolutely amazing. That's on the 26th, so we look forward to getting everybody involved. They'll talk more about that. Uh, Mama Rachel will give us more information on all that stuff. <laughs> but, but that's what I know is what's going on. Put that on your calendars. It's going to be great. We're excited about that, uh, and I just know it's going to be awesome. Uh, and here's another thing. I want to bring this up because Saturday nights in the month of March, Pastor Peter Wilcox, he worships with us up here. Um, last night was the first one, but we, he hosted a worship night out of his property. Uh, he lives in Prattville. He's got a big lake, and he's got this big field. And last night we threw out all the speakers, and we had a full-on worship night. Come on, we had some people there. Uh, it is, if you've never worshiped under the stars and just cried out, with, I mean, what you see in here, you can go out there, and it's just, I don't know what it is, but when you're outside, it just feels different. So every Saturday, 6 p.m., uh, he's going to be hosting that throughout March. So we'll put that information on our website. Show up, just worship with the family. That's all it is. We're just gathering to worship one more time. I mean, you got to just keep, I mean, that's just a, uh, you, you getting that? It's worship, 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 worship. Okay, I just want, hopefully you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. That's important, worship. So I uh, love that. All right, let me pray so we can get into the word. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for this morning, Father. I thank you for what you're already doing in this house, Lord. I thank you for, man, this family, Father. And Father, we ask you to touch my heart right now, Lord. Come on, move in me right now, Father. Let everything I say be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Woo, it's been a powerful, powerful morning. It's been a powerful couple weeks. I'm, I'm just blown away. Um, and to experience what you see this morning, I challenge you, go somewhere. Go somewhere where your children's ministries and your student ministries are praying over men in the church. You go find that, come back and tell me, and, and, and we'll ask them to come join us. I think that's so powerful, um, and it's so needed, um, that next generation just stepping up and doing what they do. So I'm so thankful for them. So we have been in this uh, series now. Uh, we've been in a, uh, for about eight weeks. This is like two months into this call, Connected. And, uh, and it's been good. I don't know. You guys been getting something out of Connected. I mean, this went through all kinds of relationships, y'all. Like, we, we've talked about single and dating to marriage to connections with our kids to God and uh, everything. So um, today, I'm sorry to say, but this is going to wrap it up. I know. I know. You guys are just as sad as I am. This is gonna this is gonna wrap it up today. But you know, last week we we touched on it. We talked about um, really the, the 
the, the theme last week was connecting with God. Uh, we talked about the vine, the vine dresser, if you remember that whole thing, um, being lifted up. Um, man, it was so powerful. So if you hadn't, go watch that. It's really good stuff. I want you to check that out. Um, that's so important. But then today, whew, uh, it was, this week's been really good. And I didn't know, I kind of knew what I wanted to talk about, and then I kind of didn't. And then so last night when note time comes up and my guy that posts all this who lives in Florida is like, hey, you didn't send me anything. I said, because I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so at 530 this morning, I was like, thank you, Lord. I said, "Whoo, you're getting me a little nervous at 530 this morning. But he, he did. He grabbed a lot of stuff that's been just flowing in my head and said, I'm going to put all this together for you. Uh, and we're going to give it to the church and to the family because this is what needs to be done. So um, hang in there. But, but I got some good stuff to say, and I think it's important. I want to talk today about being connected to ourselves. That's different. <laughs> That's different because we, 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 we grow up in a world where don't think about yourself. Think about other people first. Put other people first. I'm going to tell you, you need to be connected to yourself. So who are we really? Who are you really? What, what are the things that God put in you from the time he put you together and created you to the time he brought you down here, what are the things he put in you that make you so passionate and so fired up? Okay, the stuff that you were like, but this is me. I'm so excited that somebody came in and said, that's not realistic. Like, that's not for you. That's the... Quit chasing a dream. What's the stuff that he put inside of you that, that man, you can't get it off your heart? And it's stuff that maybe you never finished, stuff you never even started. Stuff that you got on the right track and for some reason it just went off on the wrong track. Or maybe you just quit pursuing it. You got to know yourself. We got to know ourselves. We got to know who God made us to be. Because what happens is, is we, we just have this, this ability that, uh, to, to, to squash things and suppress things in our life. And you know why? Because some of the stuff... It sounds so different because people will tell you that you look weird. That it's weird. They'll say, that's a great idea, but that's weird. You know what? I love weird. There's nothing wrong with weird. There's nothing wrong with being different. You know, I love the fact that God gave me a word this morning and somebody comes up here and speaks about being different. When that's what God wants me to talk about today, wow. is being different. He just said, let me give you some confirmation about where we're supposed to go. So I don't know about you, but I was one of those kids that didn't fit in the box. Any little different people out there? <laughs> Man, I love that we got a church full of people that didn't fit in the box. Um, but some of us were put and smashed into the box. <laughs> Stay down there, you know. I see my daughter. I, I smashed her in a box several times. <laughs> she comes down with the different socks and the different shoes and the different hair. And I'm like, that doesn't fit what society thinks it's supposed to look like. All right. Man. So this, this has worked on me. It's funny because what's original to you that he made you for doesn't match for anybody else. It's specifically for you. And it's pa you're passionate about something. And, and you're so creative and different. Think about, think about kids. This is how society, this is how we work. 
So our kids, they are, you know, they're born, and as you watch them grow up, you, you stare at them, and they're so creative. You tell them to draw something, they'll just start drawing. It doesn't look like anything. The only way it starts to look like something is when you tell them to put it in a, in a box. You ever ask the kid to tell you a story about what happened? They'll just go and go and go. And there's unicorns and dinosaurs. And there's a million different things going on in their head because they have an imagination. And that's what God gave them. And what we do is we tell them, no, that couldn't have happened. No, that can't happen. No, you're not allowed to think that way. There's only a certain way you can think. And therefore, we squash them down and put them back in a box and go, I don't want you to use any bit of imagination that the Lord gave you. None. And that's what we do. You see, we're just raised to obey what the world says is okay. That's dangerous. Because how can you do what the world wants you to do and we're supposed to do what the kingdom wants us to do? How are we raising our kids to, to get out there and do what the kingdom wants them to do and we keep taking them and putting them in a box? Man, I know we talked about some of this with the kids, but this, I'm telling you, this is you because this happened to you. And I want to tell you today, there's freedom to be different. There's freedom to think differently. Okay, so whatever you hid a long time ago, whatever was, was told to you that wasn't right a long time ago, I'm giving you freedom now, right? Freedom now to discover yourself, to discover what God put inside of you a long time ago. Because he doesn't waste anything. He put it inside of you because you were supposed to change the world with it. And because somebody got in the way, you're not changing the world with it. So we need to step out of that. We need to walk into what God wants us to do. Man. Oh, here we go. So I received this cool shirt from a buddy of mine this week. Daniel. <laughs> he, gave, he gave me a shirt that says, repent. It had a big arrow. He created it. It had a big arrow on it and had, had a scripture on it. And I was like, man, that's an awesome shirt. And it really got me driving in this mode. That was late Sunday night. That was like at like 11 o'clock Sunday evening. Probably, yeah. But man, I woke up and I'm thinking, repent, repent. How many people have heard that term, repent? Okay. I didn't grow up in church, y'all. So when I started going to church and I heard repent, I'm like, okay, stop sinning. If I don't sin, God will love me. So... So what I, rec- what I got from it, because nobody ever sat me down and said, let me talk to you about what repent is. It was, you know, it was like, okay, so I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. This is how I've seen it. Just, look, this is not me. I'm just telling you how I've seen it. Is you're this way, not doing good. I need you to turn around and go the other way and do good. And I never understood that because it was never easy, right, to just turn around and go the other way. And then all of a sudden everything was going to be good. That didn't make any sense. So I got so caught up with that. I was like, how do you just stop doing what you're doing and turn around and go the other way? So that was my, my, my thing for repent. And I was like, wow. So every time I heard it, I see these guys on the street, repent, turn or burn. I'm like, that's a great relationship, bro. Like, thanks. I appreciate you to tell me I need to turn around. I can't turn around. I mean, that, that, that's how I thought. 
So, so that's how it was. Stop sinning and just turn around. Stop doing what you're doing and go the other way. Anybody receive it that way? Or am I just speaking to, yeah, okay, good. At least, at least I'm talking to somebody today. And here's the thing. That's how the enemy would love you to think. The enemy would love you to think that what that means is to stop doing what you're doing wrong, turn around, and then go seek God. The enemy would love that because you can't do that on your own. You can't stop on your own. So the enemy is like, keep trying, I got you. See, repent means something completely different. See, repent means change the way you think. Has nothing to do with what you do. Change the way you think. And when you change the way you think, what happens now is an action afterwards that stops you from doing anything else. So if the enemy can keep you in going, I've got to figure out how to stop. I've got to figure out how to stop. I've got to stop. If he can keep you there, he wins. But we win in our mind. It's a battle of the mind. So we got to change the way we think about everything. Change the way you think. Mm. So if you want to stop doing what you're doing, change the way you think. That was the initial message of the kingdom. The initial message was to repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. Matthew 3, 1 and 2 says, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judah, Judea and said, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So there's two things. There was repentance. There was change the way you think, right? And then guess what? The kingdom's coming. So, so you need to change the way you think or you'll never receive the kingdom. Because we're so close-minded on what everybody told us to think about with church and religion and all that stuff. When the kingdom wants to come, you're so caught up in all that stuff, you can't even figure it out. He says, I need you to change the way you think so you can actually receive the kingdom. (laughs) And when you do that, all those other things will go to the side. When you do that, you'll stop doing all these things that get you caught up. Why? Because you're not thinking the same way. You have a different way of thinking. This is what I loved about John the Baptist, man. He, he, he was different. I love him. He's different. Who wears camel hair nowadays? Was my, he could have showed up at God, Guns, and Gravy. We would have high-fived him and been like, come on. This would have been good, good fit. Camel hair, leather belt. He had, he had this thing going on. I'm telling you, he was different. He, he was weird. Jeff, he was weird. Jeff's weird. <laughs> I love Jeff. Jeff showed up at the church with a mohawk, dancing up in the front, praying. I was like, Jeff's weird. I love weird. You know why? Because Jeff knows who he is. Jeff knows how he was made. Jeff knows what he was made for. And he's willing to just give it all up. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And because of that, it flows off from him, and it flows on people around him. Just watch as he dances across. All of a sudden, people start dancing. (laughs) Man, there's nothing wrong with being weird. Ain't weird people? Come on. Weird is good. Here's the thing. You know, John the Baptist wasn't a copy of anything. He was an original. Don't you want to be original? Aren't you sick of being a copy? Aren't you sick of being a replica? You know what's different about a replica? It's not as valuable as the actual original piece. It's not as valuable. 
But there's so many people that don't want to walk into what God's called you to walk in that you're just a replica of somebody else. You just reduced your value because you're not doing what God's called you to do. You're not walking in what God's called you to do. Mm. You're just a replica. I, you know, I've had a, I grew up with replicas. <laughs> Air Jordans, anybody had the Air Jordans? Back when they came out, the red and black, and come on, I had the Air Flights. They weren't Jordans. They kind of looked like them. They had the little stamp on the side. They had little wings on them, but they weren't Jordans. They were a lot cheaper, too. No value added with those. Couldn't afford the real things, right? You know, I remember back in the early 90s, we, I got deployed to Korea. And in Korea, what was awesome about Korea, no copyright, no, like, no trademarks. I got there, I was like, I'm buying some Folexes. Some fake Rolexes. Loved them. Came home, I was like, baby, look at them. It's a Rolex. No value added. And you know what's funny is that when you have something fake like that, when you're not an original, you don't even take care of it. So you're walking around as a replica, not taking care of yourself. Because you still haven't walked into what God wants you to do. Man. Oh. I'm all over the place. <laughs> but yeah. So we're, we don't want to be a copy. I mentioned it before. You know, I, I love weird. And I wasn't all that, always that way. Like, I was the weird kid. So I didn't like that. I tried to do everything I could to be a, a replica of whatever people wanted me to be for most of my life. Until one day, finally, God woke me up and said, can you just be what I asked you to be? And when that happens, the desire to be like anything else, it's just gone. There's no desire to do anything else when you actually realize what it is you want to be. And what God wants you to be. You know how powerful that is? That there's nothing else out there that, that can change. And I've tried it with my kids. Like I said, I've tried to make them not weird. Cass, I love you weird. I'm finally realizing that, that I love you weird. <laughs> and she's like, it's about time. It's been a hard 20 years of my life. Man. Man. But God created us to be different. You know, and then I love it because it talks about Jesus doing the same thing. So Jesus goes in the wilderness where he gets tempted by the devil. So he gets tempted by Let's just throw some other words out there. Society, by the world, tempts him to, to not do what he's called to do. And that's when he comes back from that, after he returns from the wilderness, right? Then he comes down in Matthew 4, 17, says the same thing. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. So from that time on. So it doesn't say from that time on for a week or that time on. From that time on, till he was gone, he began to preach, repent. For the kingdom of heaven has come near. And this whole time, you think it means stop sinning. And all he's saying is, change the way you think. You can't receive the kingdom. Because it's stuff you won't even understand. Because you're not willing to open it up in your mind. You're not willing to just listen to what I want to do. Because it's different. The kingdom's different. We don't see it because nobody wants to accept it. Oh, man. We need to dare to be different. 
It starts with your identity and, and knowing who you are. So repent. Whew. I don't know. I want some authenticity in, in my life. I want some authenticity in our church. I don't want to be a mirror image of an existing sound or of other people or even of a word. You know what I love is this is what I truly believe. Our worship team, they're going to create new music. We don't have to be replicas of anybody. I know we like to hear replicas because we're like, but I like that song. But when God starts speaking to you, you write your own song. You, you, you change the way you think and God downloads stuff in your head that's kingdom sound, right? It's kingdom sound and you start releasing something new. Something new just happens. And we don't have to pretend to be anybody else. Man. So repent. Change the way you think. In Acts 3, 19 through 20, it says, And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence and he will send you Jesus, the Messiah, the appointed one. Notice what it says. Repent. And then turn back. It doesn't say turn around, stop doing what you're doing, turn around and then seek Jesus. It says repent, change the way you think. Right? So you got to stop, change the way you think. Then turn back to God and then he'll remove all your sins. And Paul talks about that when he summarizes his ministry when you get to Acts 26.20. He says, for I was in Damascus that I first declared the truth and that I went to Jerusalem and throughout our nation and even to other nations telling people everywhere that they must repent and turn to God and demonstrate it with a changed life. So you change the way you think, turn back to God, and then you start displaying that in the way you live. So, so if you don't see that in your life, you haven't repented. You need repentance. And that doesn't mean stop sinning. It means change the way you think. Start thinking kingdom, not world. Kingdom, not world. What does Father want me to do? What's right? You can't even, I I wish I could describe kingdom. Because I don't think anybody knows what that's going to be like. But he says it can come to earth. So if his kingdom can come, his will can be done, I want to know what that is. So I'm going to do anything I can to say I need to think kingdom. I need to change the way I think. I need to start believing that amazing things can happen. Like this morning when we're jumping around, I was believing that warring angels were coming around us and they were breaking off chains of everything we were doing. I was seeing it. You got to believe that. You got to change the way you think. Quit, Quit going, but I don't know. I've been in churches before. Quit thinking that way. You have the choice to think how you want to think. And you can sit there and think your own way, your, your old way, whatever you want to do. And there's plenty of places you can go to think that way. Man, but I want, I want clear things. I want, I want this ability to be different, to be weird. I want the ability to think about the kingdom. I want to change the way we think about everything. We don't have to accept stuff in life. You don't have to accept your hardships. You don't have to accept your sicknesses. You don't have to accept that. You can walk in and believe and that it will change, that you can speak to it and it will change. Mm. All right. Oh, all right, let's get started.
So the full biblical definition of repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of action. Change of mind that results in a change of action. So we just need to be different. Hmm. So what if it was your imagination that drove what you did? Think about that. God gave you your imagination. God gave you the ability. We used to always say, oh, my, my imagination is just, just running wild. Let it run wild. Because it's your imagination that is stirring up things in this world that nobody else can stop. But what we do is we stop it. We tell our kids, kids quit thinking that way. It's not right. Let your imagination run wild. Start seeing what happens when, when you start thinking that you can do more than what you're doing. When God's called you to do more than what you're doing. Man, just let that thing run wild and do what, he, what he's telling you to do. Man. Just think about how Jesus taught and how he thought. That's the best way to describe this. Okay, because he was, he was really good at this. <laughs> Go in the Bible, Jesus said what? In the Bible. He says, uh, he, 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 he taught this. He, he said that I can feed thousands of people with five loaves and two fish. Change the way you think. Because I'm sure everybody that was sitting there was like, nope. Like, there's only six nuggets in that Chick-fil-A box. There's a whole bunch of people sitting here. He said, no, my kingdom come. Change the way you think. But we're so, we are so lined up that way. He said, five loaves and two fish. Come on, change the way you think. He said, if you want to be first, you have to be what? Last. Change the way you think. That don't make no sense. You want to be the greatest? Be least. He doesn't speak a whole bunch of stuff you understand. He said, change the way you think. You get this? You know, Jesus didn't pray for the sick. That's what we do, because that's what the world taught us to. Jesus speaks healing over them. He doesn't pray. He doesn't say, Lord, bless them, heal them, Lord. You're Jehovah Rapha, Lord, healed. He just walks up and says, you're healed. Change the way you think. It's how we present it. It's how we walk in it. It's the truth we walk in. Man, we got to change the way we think. Hmm. Think about this. He had a crippled man. He walked over and said, get up and walk. That just, that's not politically correct. <laughs> People would be all over if you said that today. Just walk up. You've been crippled how long? 20 years? Just get up and walk, man. That's what he did. <laughs> They're like, no, he's been laying there. for. Get up and walk. We've got to change the way we think. We have the same power in us that he has in him. We are sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. We just don't, we have never changed the way we think about things. We're just so good with the status quo. With This is what church taught us is that we can't do that. We better call on somebody. All the pastors in, they can pray over somebody. Man. You know, this is, a, you know how Jesus spoke to deaf people? He didn't use sign language. He just told their ears to open up. He said, here. But we wouldn't do that. We would try to learn sign language. We would try to do whatever we could. He said, just here. 
I'm going to speak and my, your ears are going to open. You're going to hear for the first time. And we, we have that. We have that capability. We just got to repent. We got to change the way we think. We got to think kingdom and not world. There's so many places in the Bible that Jesus wants us to think differently. Think about this. James and John, fishermen. What's he tell them? Come fish for men. A little weird. They didn't understand, but they came. There's not a whole bunch, he says, in the Bible that makes a whole bunch of sense. He spoke in parables. That's what he did. He told stories. You know, what's funny about that is that he would sit around with thousands of people and share a story that makes absolutely zero sense. And people were left with an imagination. They were left to interpret it. They were left to think about it. They were left to say, Lord, what does that mean? What do we do nowadays? We crowd a church with a pastor that can break down the word of God so detailed, so perfect for you, so you don't have to think. You come in because you're like, that guy's so smart. He'll tell you exactly what that means. And God says, no, no, I don't want that. I want you to read the word, and I want your imagination to run, and I want you to understand what I'm trying to tell you, man. Kingdom doesn't look like this. Oh. So we got to stop imitating culture. So we have to repent on what church is. We have to repent on what worship is. We have to repent on what family is. On what a service looks like. We got to change the way we think about all this stuff in our life because the stuff that's built this up, the stuff that's put this together, it's just all wrong. We have just, we fall right in line with what everybody else in the world wants to do. And we want to know why things haven't changed yet. You know how many times we've had great preachers and great worship teams and amazing songs and nothing's changed in the world? Oh, man. Mama Rachel, I love that song. Just play that one again. I do. I love, I love songs that I know the words to. I'm not lying. I do like those. Doesn't mean we can't create our own. And you heard me sing. It's not good. So I will create my own noise. It will be joyful. So here's the thing. We've got to quit thinking like man and start thinking like God. Can we do that? Man. What I love about that is God saw nothing and created something. We can't do that for some reason. We need to be able to look at nothing and create something. We need to be able to walk in that. Hmm. All right. So let me get into the, the deep scripture. <laughs> hey, this isn't my fault. Worship was phenomenal. You know, we had gifts to give out. Okay, here's a military term for you. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Lord's got a word today, and then we're going to get baptized. <laughs> Man, 
should have had your banana this morning. I wonder what Jesus is thinking right now about what's happening in the world around us. Could you imagine this? He, he is probably, I, I don't think he's weeping. I think he's frustrated. I think he's like, are you kidding me? You're letting all this happen. You're letting it all happen. You're not doing what you know what to do. He's frustrated. He was frustrated at the disciples. Mark 4, 35 through 41. says, that same day after it grew dark, Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And leaving the crowd behind, the disciples got into the boat, which Jesus was already sitting, and they took him with him. Other boats sailed with them. First off, I need to stop there because you can definitely tell this is not ministry today. Because if there was a pastor and there was a crowd of people, they're not leaving. They're not willing to call things out the way they should be because they're going to lose all the people. Jesus is like, I want, give me away from the crowds. I want people that want to go deep. I want people that want to be different. I want people to know what kingdom is supposed to be looking like. Says suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious storm arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was nearly swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we're all about to die? Think about that. I, 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 I could imagine the screams right now. And it's sad. I, it's sad what's happening in the world. But, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people crying out, saying, We're all about to die. What are you going to do? If this is your Lord, what's he doing? And he says, I put you there to do it. says, teacher, don't you even care that we're about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, hush, be still. All at once, the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, why are you still or why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? Haven't you repented? Don't you see my kingdom? You can do it all. Why are you waiting on me? And I think he's just as frustrated right now. Going, I gave you all the power, but your mind is so messed up. Hmm. It goes on, it says, but they were overwhelmed with fear and awe. And said to one another, who is this man who has such authority that even the wind and waves obey him? And he rebuked his disciples, the people that were closest to him, because they didn't believe. Okay, Father wants his kingdom to come. And he wants you to do it. <laughs> and it can happen with us. It can happen in this house. If we're willing to change the way we think and pursue him with all our heart. And chase him. And be different. We're going to look a little weird. That's okay. You know how many people in ministry that I've been around over the last couple of years that go, you're really going to do that in your church? What if somebody new comes into the church? <laughs> and they see everybody jumping up and down. They're going to walk out. And I said, well, what if they walk in seeking something powerful and they see people jumping up and down and the Holy Ghost crushes them, completely wrecks them. 
And they go, I didn't know it could be this good. But we're so secret sensitive about everything in life. Man. Jesus wasn't that way. He just walked around and said, you're healed. Y'all see that? <laughs> people weren't running away from him. They were running to him. He didn't have to sit around and explain it to people. Sometimes you just got to show them. Hmm. Oh, I'm getting a little crazy now. <laughs> what would happen if we actually understood that and walked in that? I'm starting to see it. Like, you don't understand. I've been praying for what I'm seeing. You know when you pray for something so long and then all of a sudden you start watching it? develop and unfold right in front of your eyes and you're like oh <laughs> you know because you don't know my mind you don't know what i've been praying for so if i'm starting to see that it's about ready to get real <laughs> it's about ready to get real exciting when i started seeing what else god showed me that i'm just like thank you lord but here's the thing i want risk takers in here i want people that are willing to go out on a limb and say god you created me this way it's okay to be a little weird I want a church that looks different. If you hadn't noticed that yet, we're a little different. Kind of got that one. Hmm. And I want to respond differently to what happens in the world than most people respond. I want our faith to, to just, just flow out of us. So when something happens, instead of crying out to everybody else, we're just crying out to him and just speaking it. We're speaking life. And we're changing things along the way. Because that's all we need to do. Society plays it safe. Mm. Kingdom says take control and speak authority. Take control and speak authority. Mm. Oh, we still got another couple hours. We're good. <laughs> if I don't joke about it, you're all going to email me or something. Here's the thing, you know, I want to break status quo, and this is for a whole nother day, I'll talk about that, but I want you to ask three things. You want to break status quo? Ask this, who said it, right, who said it, why not, and what if? Who said you can't do it? Why can't I, why not, and what if I did? What if I did? What if I just listen to the Lord when he tells me to do something that just doesn't make a whole bunch of sense and I just go do it? What would happen? How many lives would be changed? How many people would be set free? Oh, man. Okay, get off that. We can make it better. You know, that's one of our values here at the church. It's on my wall in my office. It says we can make it better. We can never be satisfied with what's going on and what we're doing. It's always we can make it better. What can we do to make it better? Because what you see now... <laughs> Give it another year. You're going to remember when it was so weak that we just had a couple teens up here jumping up and down? You're going to be like, I remember when that first started. <laughs> now we can't control them. They're running the cities. They're out on the streets. <laughs> They're saving schools. People are being delivered. And it's all the teenagers. And be like, yeah, but you remember when it started, guys, and we were so happy that it started? We don't want them to stop. So we need to embrace our imagination. Your imagination needs to become your understanding. 
Start understanding that. So are you open to thinking differently? Because I'm challenging you. I'm going to share this scripture and then we'll wrap it up. This was Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus. Ephesians 1, 17 through 21. It says, pray that the father of glory, the God of all of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Think about that. He said would impart. You can leave that up there too. So would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom. What wisdom do you want? Do you want the wisdom of the world? Or do you want the wisdom of the kingdom? Because I want the wisdom of the kingdom. Because he was praying it over them. He said, I pray the Father of glory, the God of your Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you riches of the spirit of wisdom. Man. It goes down to verse 18. It says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Whew. The light of God would illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Come on. Illuminate the eyes of my imagination. He says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Change the way you think. Have a little bit of faith and see the power that flows through you with just a little bit of faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of the highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. I want to be a billboard. <laughs> I want to be the highest, the highest level of this is kingdom. This is what it's supposed to look like. That's what he says. Man, let your lives be an advertisement. Everything you do should be an advertisement to who he is. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. <laughs> Come on. We serve a powerful king. And he's ready to have his kingdom come. He's ready for you to come alongside that and say, I believe. I want to be different. I want to repent and change the way I think about what's going on. I want to take authority and control over my life and the lives of those around me. I want to speak life into things. Whew. So, you know, we're walking around blinded still. It's like a horse race. They put the blinders on the horse. That's what the world did to you. They set you off on a race and they put blinders on so you would never leave the track. Take the blinders off. It's okay. You know, we can develop a straight line. <laughs> I don't care. You know, we'll, we'll rename it straight line. 
Who cares? Do what he tells you to do. But man, we're, we're, so, we're so caught up in doing it right. So here's my question to you. Who are you? Who are you? What weird part of you did you push down so nobody would see it? Because that's the real you that God created in you that he wants to come out. And you pushed it down in because you're like, no one would get me. <laughs> nobody gets Jeff. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> And he's good with that. <laughs> Look, nobody's going to get you, and it's okay. Find that weird and say, you know what? I had that urge to just do that, and I never did it because it was too weird. And God said, just let me work through your weirdness. <laughs> so what authentic part of you have you hidden from society? And if you don't know, get in your secret place. Go find a place where you can just sit and listen to the Lord and let him tell you how weird you're supposed to be. That's pretty cool. Because he'll tell you. If you just go take some time and sit down with him, he'll tell you how weird you're supposed to be. Man. Here's the thing. God put stuff in you, and he put it there to change the world. And he's just waiting on you. It. He's waiting on you to repent. Change the way you think. Start thinking kingdom, not world. Take authority and control of everything we're doing. And let's start making changes happen in everything we do. Starts it can start in here, it can start in your family, it can start and there's so many. Like I know that we struggle with stuff. I know there's people in here that struggle with stuff, and that's good. Let's take control over it. Let's speak authority over it. Let's change the way we think. Take control over what God gave us. Amen? You guys can come out. I know you, you want to come play. I told you I'd call you out. So here's the thing. I want to kind of tune you in on this. Jules and I, we're going to be taking a four-week sabbatical. So what we're going to do is we're not going to preach for four weeks. And all we're going to do, yeah, you can clap to that. Look, this, this is prompted. Either way, we're going to take some time so we can sit down. One, enjoy each other because I love my family. And everything you heard up here praying over the spouses, that is so true because I, I get to see the other side of that, you know. As a pastor, having a pastor's wife, <laughs> I get to see everything that happens on that side. So we need some time. But we need time to just go, Lord. How can we be different? Lord, how can I be weird? Because I'm not weird enough. Lord, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to lead? How do you want us to lead this family? Those are all important questions. What's, what is this supposed to look like now? It's been three years. Next week is three years that I've been the pastor. <laughs> You know, and three years ago, I sat down and wrote a vision for our church. But it's been three years, and I'm different. And this family's different. So I'm, I'm asking God to speak to me during these four weeks and, and, and give me a new vision, fresh vision for what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go, how we're supposed to act, what this is supposed to look like. 
so we can keep moving forward and doing what God asks us to do. So we're going to rest up. We're going to be ready. I ain't going to lie to you. Look, I'm not preaching next week, but I'm going to be here. Sorry. Brother Bo's speaking. Just love him. <laughs> so you need to be here because he's got a powerful word he's been sitting on for about four months. And he's ready to speak to the family. So, but if you need anything for a month, you better call Kevin and not me. I'm trusting Kevin with the keys. <laughs> so I'm trusting him. And then we're going to be gone for a little bit. And then we're going to come back. And then we got a powerful guest speaker who's going to bring an amazing word. And then, then I'll be ready to share what God's been showing me and talking to me about and, and where we're going from there. You guys good with that? All right, good. So, come on. So I want to do is, I want to get ready for baptism. So it's time. So those individuals that, um, that need to get prepared for that, go get prepared. I've got to go get changed too, but I want to offer this up. If God's been moving on you today and you're ready to be different, <laughs> you're ready to be just a little bit weird and go, you know what? I'm ready to get baptized in front of my family because I haven't done that. And I've always been scared of that. I've always been worried about that and what that would look like and what people would think about me. I want you to, to be weird today. I want you to say, you know what? Today's the day because we have everything we need to help you out. I don't want that to be a, a burden on you. But I know God's going to move mightily in this. Okay, and we're going to get, and I, I encourage you to stay and celebrate. I encourage you to stay and celebrate what God's doing in this house today. Because it's going to be powerful. Kevin, you can take over and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> you can pray over service, because I didn't even pray over service. I'm going to go get changed. You, you, you do what you got to do, Kev. I trust you. Come on, let's give it up for Kevin. <laughs> All right, y'all heard Pastor. He said I can do whatever I want to do. We're going to order Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> one eight piece, just one eight piece. We're going to ask God to just come down. Nuggets for everybody. Um, now listen, God is so good. He really is. That's right, I haven't done that. All right, here we go, here we go. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Hey, listen, do me a favor. Go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to celebrate. Well, Miss Rachel, go ahead and get ready. We're going to celebrate. We're going to start to worship a little. Uh, to give, you know, Pastor uh, DJ just a little time to get ready. And we're going to celebrate our Savior, but also we're going to celebrate our family. Our brothers and sisters who are here, and they're going to make a public declaration that they are made, being made brand new, right? That they're trusting God, that they may go in however they're going in, but they're coming out full of His Spirit, right? They're making a public declaration that they are Christians, that they love God, all right? So, and we want to support them, and we're going to worship, and we're going to celebrate with them. And so what that means is we're, you're going to see us worshiping and we're going to just be, you know, dancing and singing. And when they go down, we're going to be kind of quiet. And then as they come up, we're just going to explode. 
we're just going to explode. And we're just going to give God thanks. And we're going to make them feel so special because they are. Because they are. Uh, and so I'm so excited. And so let's go ahead and get ready. Everybody get to your feet. We're going to get ready and start to just worship. Right? We're going to start to worship. And we're going to usher in the, the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Check, 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 check. Woo. All right. 
Hey, how are we doing back there, Will? Do I need to give you some space so you can see this thing? We're trying to record this and get it out online, so we're going to try to get a line into here. Come on. Woo! All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to climb in here. We're going to need some help over here, men. I'm going to need your help. This is so weird being in a shorter one. We're going to figure this out. Miss Desi Jefferson, come on down. <laughs> help her up over here, guys. I need help over here. There we go. Can you step over that? There we go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. There you go. It's not that bad. Okay, I'll let you talk first, and then I will take a seat. All right, here we go. Hello, Destiny. I am so glad to be here, and I'm so proud to be here. I have a lot to say because uh, it's been a hard journey. I'm sure. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's much better. Okay. I know my journey has been really hard for me, but I know everybody's journey is different, and it's hard for them. But I am here because Mama Lo brought me and my daughter Ava when she was just itty bitty. And that's why I'm here, and it saved me. So I still got a little lost. But then I have family. Sharon and Mike, everybody knows them. Dana, Carrington, Robert, Michael, they were my family. My friend Deb Schweitzer, who came today to see me baptized, they kept me afloat. Mike and Sharon are godparents to my daughter Ava. They have helped me through dark times. My family is not here. They are in Washington State until now. I prayed and prayed for God to send me someone, a godly person who can help me with my journey. And my sister Debbie and her husband George, my brother, they came down. They came down because God knew that I needed it. But I think everybody here, I'm not good with names, but I know your faces, and I know everybody knows Ava. So we go places, and Ava sees people she knows, and I'm like, I don't know. So, but I want everyone to know that I'm so proud to be here. I love everybody here. I know there's nothing nobody would ever deny me if I needed help, especially my family. And I thank God that I'm here. I know that he's here. And the message today that Pastor DJ spoke, who also officiated, did I say that right? Officiated? Officiated. The, uh, he did it on, on a wing. Who, who officiates somebody becoming godparents? It was phenomenal. I'm sure most of all of you were there because everyone was invited. And so the message is real. And when he gets up there, and sometimes there's troubles within the church that we don't down here know. Who cares? Who cares? care what's going on up here. I care what's going on in here. And the pastors that we have, all of them, they make everything real. They keep it real. I feel it when I'm here. I can feel the spirit. And this is the only church that I've ever done that. I have gone through many Baptist churches trying to, I don't know, get it. And I just never could until Mama Lil brought me here. I don't know what else to say except thank you everyone for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for standing by me. Thank you for watching me do this. That just gives me strength. Thank you everybody. Awesome. Come on, let's give it up. Woo!
All right, I'm going to try to part the sea right here. I'm going to need you guys to, to kind of spin out like this, just a little ways there and there. We got our camera back there trying to get it. Just there you go. Can you see that? We good now? To, to this side? They're going to slide that way. How's that? All right, there we go. We want to make sure everybody gets to see this. So, so we're trying. <laughs> That's right. So, so here's what I want to ask you real quick. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I have. Come on. All right. I'm going to hand this over. Can you see from up there? I just want to make sure his mama can see him from up there. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's Aaron. In my phone, it says Aaron Drummer. <laughs> Come on. And I'm hoping your dad's watching online. I know he's he, he he's not here right now, but, but man, we know he's watching online. But, brother, uh, I'm so thankful for this. I just love what God's doing in your life. I, I love the path that, that he's taken you from and gotten you to where you are right now. And I'm so excited to see what he's ready to do. Because, man, I just I just feel like it's ready to explode, brother. So he's good. Oh, you want to say anything? Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, not really a public, public speaker, but um, the reason I waited so long, I gave my, my life to Jesus uh, about four or five years ago. And I waited because I wanted trust should have done it should have done it earlier i know what the bible says about being baptized but uh today's a better time than you never know uh, and i waited because i wanted to wait till i got baptized with somebody that i trusted i trusted this man more than i've ever trusted a pastor before i've been to a lot of churches in my life i'm only 32 but we've been me and my family been to a lot of churches all around the southeast and i've never been to a church like this where i actually feel like i'm a part of it all the churches I've been to, 
never felt like I was a part of it, but this one I finally do. And, uh, even though I just got my mom here, my dad, and my, my siblings aren't here, Jesus said that whoever does the will of the Father or my mother, my brother, my sister, my father. So all of you guys, y'all are all my family, so I'm, I'm so glad to be doing this in front of y'all. I love all of y'all, even though that I, you guys that I haven't met yet. And then one last thing, uh, last week at a, uh, my neighbor's house burnt down to the ground, and uh, they lost everything. It's one thing to get hit by a tornado or a, a hurricane, but when you get a, a house fire, it melts everything to the ground. You can't even recognize the stuff you had before. So these these people, this is a family, got a, got, a, uh, got three kids, a nine-year-old boy, a four-year-old boy, and a five-year-old daughter. I got all the sizes and everything on my phone. The, the parents need clothes, too. So this family, they need, they're not going to church, but they will be. But they, they haven't been going to church, and uh, we need to show the love. They need furniture. They need everything. Everything that's in a house because they lost all of it. And so but if the Lord lays something on your heart to, to give, they're staying clean in a hotel right now, but they've got a storage unit here in Prattville that we can bless them with. So, uh, you know, if the Lord leaves that on your heart, let's, let's bless them. They need all money for food, everything. So I thank you for that. Come on. That's good stuff right there. He, he's preaching before he gets baptized. He's like, I'm going to take advantage of this. But look, I love it. So if that God lays that on your heart, you want to give to that, um, let the church know, and we're going to make sure they get everything they need to do uh, what, what has to happen. So I love that, man. I thank you for it. I'm sorry I didn't bring that up. I got a little confused today. <laughs> so Aaron, have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? I have. All right, awesome. of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Olivia wants to get baptized today. Come on, give it up for Olivia. Do you have parents here? Mom and dad, you came with a friend? Who'd you come with? Edwina. Look at that. Invite her friend to church. She's getting baptized. <laughs> Look, that's how God works. Come on. Um, you want to say anything? No, really. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Come on. That's all I need to hear. you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
All right, let's give it up for Big Mike Frank coming in. I love you. (laughs) Mike's been coming for a bit now. And every time you walk in that door, man, my heart beats and beats and beats because I know how much you love the Lord. I know how much you love being here. Come on, I thank James, Brother James, for picking you up and bringing you here on Sundays and everybody else that stepped in at times to go get him and bring him here. You want to say anything? No, sir. You say stuff all the time in service. <laughs> Come on. Well, brother, you want? can we just baptize you? Because I love you. He's, he's been waiting to do this. He told me he wanted to get baptized last time, but we couldn't get him up in here. So I said, we're going to make a way. Because you love Jesus? You know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. Woo. And if you didn't, if you didn't know Mike's story, he was a great truck driver. Great truck driver. Had a stroke, right? Yeah, had a stroke. And still loving Jesus. Still showing up to church every Sunday. Still giving everything he's got to the Lord. I just wanted you to know that there's really no excuses out there. Even if someone's got to bring you to church, we'll bring you. That's so good. Well, come on. Is there anybody else? Come on. A little bit lighter there. Come on. All right, buddy. That's pretty good. You just want to get right in the water. He's like, I'm going to baptize myself. (laughs) All right. Get up on your knees for me. Can you get up on your knees? There we go. 
Yeah, you almost went under. All right. What's your name, buddy? Jacob. Ja this is Jacob. Jacob, is your family here? Where are they? Point them out. Where are they? Yeah. Turn around. Is there somebody behind you? <laughs> there you go. You got family here, huh? Okay, good. Well, buddy, I'm going to ask you this. If you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have. Awesome. That's what I need to know, man. So thankful for that. Let me uh, grab somebody here. accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they're changing right now so they can get baptized today. Come on. So look, I don't know if he's working on your heart, you still got time, because we ain't going anywhere until everybody's done.
I'm going to baptize the next person that walks through that door. <laughs> let's go. We're going to keep going. They're just getting changed, so let's make sure that we stay and celebrate. We're almost done. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Work it out, brother.
not take a break except for you, Kevin. This is good. So if you could tell everybody who you are. My name is Stephanie. Stephanie, okay, Stephanie. How long have you been coming to Destiny Church? I have actually only been to you guys twice. Twice, come on. Hey, come on. All right. Do you want to say anything to the family? I honestly, I'm 24 years old, and I've been to, let's see, a couple of Baptist churches and my family's Pentecostal church, and I didn't feel at home. I didn't. And I felt judged because I have three kids, and I'm only 24. But I love them with everything in my body. And I came here and want all of this because I want better for my kids, for my home, for me. Me. And I have, I, I just want this and I'm ready. Me before it wasn't, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I want to just relinquish it all to him. I want better for me, my kids, my home. Everything and to be capable of the things that I know I'm capable of doing. And before I wasn't, but I'm ready to now. Oh, let's give it up for that. <laughs> Girl, that's powerful. That'll preach right there. I'm just letting you know that'll preach. <laughs> You're ready. Hey, let me ask you a simple question. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I do now. <laughs> that's right. She did. She goes, I'm ready. Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes, she has. Come on. That's so important. Come on, y'all. I love this. Yeah. Generations change right here. Generation change starts right here. This is so good. Before, but that was last call. 
Nobody else? All right. All right, I'll turn it over. Aiden, you just lead us out of service, brother. I love you all. Hey, Thank you so hey, much. We'll see you again hey, next week. Hey, yeah. Saying got my back against the wall. Everybody think that I done lost now. Everybody think I'm lost in the grave now. Think I'm shackled up. Think I'm chained up. Now I break these chains. Now I break them off. Yeah, I break them off. Said I'm free now. I had to forgive this and forgive all of us. Now when I say you free, I know that you free. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know what Christ said. Yeah, we had to be one. We had to be one. We don't want that battle. We don't want that battle. Now everybody can leave free. We free. Be free. I command you to be free. Hey, 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 hey.